We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to Pop Torah with Rabbi Iznopf and Olitsky, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Pop Torah, the podcast where we talk about pop culture from a Jewish perspective and look at Judaism through the lens of pop culture. As always, we are your hosts. I am Rabbi Michael Knopf. And I am Rabbi Jesse Olitsky. And today we are talking about the new series streaming on Apple TV Plus, Shrinking, starring Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford. Uh, Jesse, would you like to tell us a little bit about Shrinking? Sure. Uh, this show is co-created by Jason Siegel, who I am a big fan of. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, maybe one of the most underrated comedies uh, of, of the 21st century. Big Jason Siegel fan. And he, without a doubt, uh, to me, was the best part of How I Met Your Mother. Uh, the show starts. Ooh, ooh I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna stand for Neil Patrick Harris. I, I don't know, know you, uh, about that. No, it's, it's Marshall and Lily's relationship all the way. Uh, Jason Siegel stars as Jimmy, um, who is a therapist in a practice with uh, Jessica Williams, uh, who plays Gabby, as well as the great Harrison Ford, who plays Paul. Paul, it's Paul's practice. He's a senior therapist, uh, and uh, Jimmy and Gabby work for them. Jessica Williams, by the way, if you don't know her, she's fantastic. Uh, when she was a Daily Show correspondent, she was hilarious. Uh, and part of the, the humor is their dynamic and how they deal with and relate to uh, patients. But the basis of the show is that uh, Jimmy, Jason Siegel's character, is grieving the death of his wife. Uh, the unexpected death, well, it was never clear exactly what happened. Seems that she had a sudden car accident uh, and, and died. Um, and... He's had trouble grieving that, and that has played an impact on his parenting uh, of his daughter, Alice, uh, who's played by Lukita Maxwell, um, led to uh, Liz, next-door neighbor, played by Krista Miller from The Drew Carey Show, uh, helping to take care of her because uh, Jimmy became an absent father while he was grieving uh, and wasn't there for his daughter so that she could grieve. And it deals with really the dynamic of how he processes or doesn't properly and appropriate process his own grief and plays it out uh, at um, at his, his, his clients, uh, his patients who he's meeting with and who he's working with. Uh, so much so that um, when, when I've watched that show with my wife, who uh, is a therapist? She's a, a an LCSW. Uh, she has has cringed. Well, I have laughed. She has cringed uh, at how inappropriate um, some of the actions of Jimmy as a therapist are. Uh, inviting Sean to live with him in, in his home, uh, right? Um, going to to people's homes. Um, uh, sharing overly sharing about his own personal life, an element of countertransference specifically that 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 is taking place. Uh, it's meant to be funny. It's, it's, it's I think meant to be sort of a bit of a a, a dramedy, maybe even a dark comedy. Um, There's a I, pun I, in the title. Did you catch that? I got I caught that. Um, I, I find Jason Segel to be hysterical. I think Harrison Ford 
is phenomenal. Give he this man so an Emmy funny. for this role. Yes. I, I have never seen him in a comedic role like this before. He is great. Um, I also know, you know, Time Magazine really tore it to shreds uh, and, and called it um, an affront to comedy and to psychotherapy Ooh. and an affront to Harrison Ford. Ouch. Uh, I, I find it very uh, amusing. Which you begs the question, who still reads Time Magazine? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, I think uh, you, you have to take the show for what it is, right? The show is about how we process grief, um, which is something that, that as rabbis we can talk at great lengths about uh, because I think many of us don't do so well. Um, and it's a show about how we sort of try to compartmentalize our own stuff that we're dealing with when we're in uh, our, our working world and we don't always have the right uh, work-life balance. And so we have to compartmentalize much like Severance, uh, just, uh, another Apple TV Plus show that we talked about uh, in, in a number of episodes ago on this podcast. But you know, if you can't deal with what you're dealing with in your life, at work and you have to compartmentalize it, then are you being your true, authentic, and genuine self at work? Mike, what did you think about the show and why is Time Magazine wrong? <laughs> um, okay, I would say that uh, that I, I would give like Time Magazine maybe partial credit. I, I, I like the show, I've been enjoying it. It, it looks great, um, it is funny mostly. Uh, Harrison Ford is incredible in it. I, I you know, I, I, you, I've always known, and I think we've always known, Harrison Ford can be very funny. He's got great comic timing. You see it in the Indiana Jones movies. Uh, he he is, uh, um, and he's like the straight man funny. Yeah, he's, right? that's fine. But he's but he's got great timing, and he's straight man funny in this in a lot of ways, right? Um, you know, in in uh, Han Solo is one of the funnier elements of the Star Wars movies. Uh, it's still one of my favorite lines in uh, the the original Star Wars. Now now, a New Hope. Uh, when uh, uh, he's impersonating a stormtrooper, and there is uh, um, they're trying to sneak in to uh, uh, break out uh, Princess Leia, uh, and uh, and the he's on the intercom with uh, the you know with the Imperial officers in the Death Star, and uh, and and they 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 catch on to the fact that he's not a real stormtrooper, and he's like he's like we're fine, everything's fine here, we're fine. How are you? <laughs> And the and the guy's like, wait, who is this? And then he blasts the the console says, boring conversation anyway. Just great. So I've always Harrison Ford is funny. I love seeing Harrison Ford in a comedic role. That's great. Uh, I love Jason Siegel too. Um, I I you know I think sometimes his shtick can be a little much. Um, which is why you know there are moments in which he is not my favorite part of How I Met Your Mother uh, or Freaks and Geeks. Um, uh, but for the most part, I'm a fan of of Jason Siegel. Here's my uh, low-key hero of the show is Ted McGinley, who plays uh, Derek, the husband of neighbor uh, Liz. Uh, Ted McGinley. From, uh, from uh, Married with Children. That is him. right. Jefferson Darcy. I had a moment of watching this uh, in the first episode or two. I'm like, who is that playing the husband? Because he looks so familiar. Uh, he he He's not the the you know sort of handsome young man that he was uh, on married children i guess that makes sense he's older now uh he was also the handsome young man on love boat before that uh um although a show that i never really watched just i'm aware of in pop culture consciousness um but i love jefferson darcy love me some ted mcginley and he's great in this uh, show too so the show has i think a lot to commend it 
Um, so I kind of share the criticism uh, of uh, of the show uh, that um, that that you know it's an affront to therapy. I think that the the comment that it's making about therapy that therapists need to be less removed uh, from their patients' lives and bring more of themselves into therapy. I think that that might be a fair uh, uh, observation or comment to make about the process of therapy. And, and you could see that in the development of the field, right? It used to be that, you know, in, in uh, uh, Jungian uh, psychoanalysis and Freudian psychoanalysis, the therapist had their back turned to the patient um, and, so that the patient uh, was not, so that they were not really engaging Fair. as a human being with the patient, um, but as just sort of a, 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 a receptacle, right, that that could, you know, then sort of probe questions back out so that the, the patient could go uh, deeper at uncovering what was, you know, kind of underneath in, in, in their psyche. I think that the, the field has advanced in a way that that recognizes that you actually have to bring your humanity into that space. Um, but the show's not really making a, a very thoughtful comment about that. And the and 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 I I'm glad that we are uh, you know I don't want to give too many spoilers away uh, of, of the last episode, but I'm glad we're we're starting to see that that maybe there's going to be some more consequences of um, of uh, uh, Jimmy's actions uh, sure. in therapy. There's certainly consequences in his own personal life uh, for it. Uh, so we'll we'll see how all that develops. Um, I, I hope that they explore that more because they they need to show that this is. Um, not a very healthy way to process one's own grief or to do therapy. Um, uh, but right. so, 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 so much of the way he's changed doing therapy is because he hasn't processed his own grief. And, and it seems that Jimmy's right, sick and tired uh, of just listening to people complaining. Uh, my understanding, right. Again, from, from my expert, right. From, from my wife said like, right. You don't tell somebody what they should do, right. You try to, help them get to that conclusion themselves. And when Jimmy tells Sean, you know what you need to do? You need to become an MMA UFC fighter. Like that's, you need to channel your, your uh, desire to, to hurt people. And when he tells Grace, like give it up, your, your partner is, is uh violent and your partner is abusive and you need to leave them. Uh, that is not healthy. Um, and we even see in the, the first, I think it's the first episode, maybe it's the second episode, um, that, that, that turns around to, to, to bite him when, uh, he, uh, makes it up the hill to see Alice's soccer game, which I actually got pretty emotional. Maybe it's just fathers and daughters, mm -hmm. uh, and about making time in my own schedule for my children when he, he made it in time to see his daughter play soccer and she was so happy he was there. And I was like, Oh my God, like th this is like the, the, the struggle. And then, uh, Grace's boyfriend walks up to him, punches him in the face. And then Sean kicks the crap out of that guy. Uh, no good has come from his, uh, attempted change in how to do therapy. Um, let me ask, before we jump into all of that, let me ask one more question about the show. So the show, I, I believe you mentioned, if you didn't, it's also co-created by Brett Goldstein uh, of uh, Ted Lasso. Roy, um, Roy from Ted Lasso. That's right. So um, I, I'm wondering Hercules now- Hercules in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's true too. Uh, well, I was going to ask a Cinematic Universe question. Is shrinking in the Ted Lasso Cinematic Universe? Um, Are well, these happening to... in the same worlds? We'll, we'll, we'll have to see if AFC Richmond plays a friendly match uh, in, in Los Angeles. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. 
you know, part of me thinks about that because uh, we're in the new season of Ted Lasso. Maybe we'll get a chance to talk about that at some point. Uh, but um, uh, therapists overstepping their bounds sure. uh, or maintaining their boundaries is also a uh, plot point uh, within the new season of Ted Lasso. Uh, so um, I, I wonder if there's a crossover coming. To be to, to, to be determined. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Um, okay, so so let's talk about the uh, the 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 shrinking of it all, the therapy uh, of it all. You know, uh, as as you said, you know, you you are uh, married to a therapist. You uh, do uh, uh, work. We do work as rabbis that I guess you might call therapy adjacent. Um, uh, what some you know what we sometimes call pastoral care. I actually was uh, um, uh, uh, told by a Christian colleague uh, the other day that uh, uh, pastoral care, the term pastoral care is uh, uh, increasingly coming out of fashion uh, because it's inherently hierarchical. Um, and so spiritual care uh, is, uh, is is a term that's coming more in, in use, um, which is maybe an interesting thing to throw into the mix here because that's actually related to this conversation. You know, uh, the, the therapist-client relationship is in some way uh, um, hierarchical uh, and Jimmy's trying to break down the boundaries to have a sort of like, you know, friend therapy um, uh, that that's more of like friend care than, than, you know, than, than spiritual, than pastoral care. Anyway. Um, uh, so how do you process this show in relation to the work that you do as, as a rabbi, Jesse? You know, I, I know some colleagues that don't share their personal life, uh, don't don't share, you know, what's going on in, in their lives uh, with their community because, um, you know, they keep a guard up. I, I think um, part of the responsibility of a rabbi is to be authentic, um, right? And I, I don't think Jimmy has appropriately shared his grief with, with his his patients, um, but he still needs to be his authentic self. I mean, maybe it's different as clergy. I, I vividly remember I changed my Rosh Hashanah sermon a number of years ago when my son was in the hospital. He was in the hospital on Rosh Hashanah, and that's all I could think about. And so I rewrote my sermon from his hospital room two days before Rosh Hashanah uh, because that's what was on my mind. And I felt like if I gave uh, a sermon, if I shared Torah that was different than that, um, then, then it wouldn't be all authentic. And also if my mind was wandering and I wasn't really present, um, I wanted to acknowledge and let the community know why I, I wasn't uh, totally present. It's because my mind was, was with my child in, in that moment. Um, I fully understand that um, it's different for therapists, right? As, as I've learned, uh, you don't share about yourself. Um, when, when a patient wants to hear, they want to hear, oh, do you have kids? Oh, are you married? Tell me about your life. Like it, it's impossible to not share that part of our, our lives with our communities as clergy because our communities are our jobs and our communities are our lives. Um, and, and so um, everything that we do uh, is is a, a part of who we are. Um and so to me, I think it's important to share that, obviously, with boundaries, but to share that, I think uh, it's different as a therapist. And this is really where that idea of counter-transference comes in, right? For those who are unfamiliar with, with the term, um, according to the American Psychological Association, counter-transference is the therapist's unconscious and often conscious reaction to a patient and to a patient's transference. These thoughts and feelings are based on the therapist's own psychological needs and conflicts and may be unexpressed or revealed 
through conscious responses to a patient's behavior, rarely. So it's like, if Jimmy hasn't processed his own grief, which he has not, we see that at the beginning of the show in the pilot episode where he is doing lines of coke uh, and um, swimming in the swimming pool with, with, with two women. He's, he said it was Adderall, but I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, that Then he's... Um, he's hasn't processed his grief um he uh ends up responding to his patients needs and what they're looking for um and uses their sessions to process his own grief which isn't helpful for them and not healthy for him yeah that's that's right um you know i, I what i what i hope the show even if it's funny right and I actually don't find those to be the funniest moments in the show. I mean, I, I generally think that those are actually pretty cringy because I don't think that what he is doing um, is is good. Like, I, you know, I, I have a hard time laughing at that um, because he's actually doing harm to his patients and doing harm to himself. Um, you know, and I, I, I hope that the show does a better job um, in, you know, in time to come, assuming that there's going to be a second season. Um uh, that uh, that that it that it really does. They actually uh, announced uh, at the end of March that it's renewed for a second season. Yeah, so that that it that it does explore the consequences of that. Uh, listen, I think that that therapy is somewhat different than uh, than the kind of pastoral care uh, or spiritual care uh, that that rabbis uh, are are called to give. Um, uh, and I think that part of the reason um, is that I would think I, I actually think of what we do as rabbis uh, a lot of times uh, more as mentoring uh, rather than, you know, than therapy. Um, uh, I, I'm not a therapist. I'm not trained as a therapist. You know, I have some training in, you know, in, in pastoral care uh, such as it is um, and have experience, you know, caring for people in, in times of uh, a challenge and time, you know, emotional challenge, times of crisis, things like that. Um, but I'm not trained as a, a therapist. Sometimes my job is to be like triage, right? And say, okay, you actually need to go see a therapist um, uh, that would help you in this circumstance. And what I can offer you is not that, um, uh, in part because um, I, you know, that's not how my life and schedule and time is set up. I can't, you know, necessarily see somebody uh, for, you know, an hour a week on an ongoing, on an indefinite basis. Uh, so there's, so there's that aspect to it too. And I think that mentoring might be a better frame for what we do as rallies. Cause, cause really in a lot of ways, what we're doing is sort of like helping people navigate their lives, their challenges, their traumas, um, their circumstances through the lens of Torah and tradition, spirituality, um, which also uh, requires sometimes us to uh, bring uh, our own journeys into the conversation. What I would say about it, though, is you know Nadia Boltz Weber uh, once uh, once said, and I don't know if she was quoting somebody else, but she's you know a very uh, prominent uh, Lutheran uh, pastor. Uh, and and she once said, you know, preach from your scars and not from your wounds. Uh, and I think that that is the difference here. And it may be even be true for therapy, right? It'd be sure. different if uh, if if Jimmy had like actually meaningfully and and successfully worked through his grief, um, such that having come on the other side of it, right, he can then impart wisdom to his patients about how he navigated that journey. But as he is like currently navigating it in a lot of unhealthy ways, he's not really in a position 
to uh to to give that wisdom to to his his congregants. So I, I he, right, know, he hasn't processed it yet. Right, exactly. Um, you know, so I'm I you know I always think about this uh, uh really one of my favorite passages in the Talmud from uh, Tractate Brachot. Uh, Rav Kahana follows his teacher Rav home and hides under Rav's bed. And he waits there, uh, like listening and observing. Uh, and Rav and his wife get in bed together. And then, uh, I don't know, Rav, Rav Kahana sneezes or something under the bed. And Rav notices that there's someone under the bed and says, Kahana, what are you doing here? This too is Torah. Right, and Rav Kahana says, this too is Torah and I must learn it. Um, now, we don't necessarily... Talking the- about cringy. <laughs> Right. We don't, so it's not as though Rav invites Rav Kahana into his bedroom. Um, but Rav Kahana's point there is, you know, I, I'm trying to, you know, learn Torah. Torah is about how we navigate our every aspect of our lives if, if we take it seriously. Um, and, uh, and, and so, you know, now, if I were Rav Kahana, I'd say this is not appropriate. This is a violation of boundaries. If you want to, you know, learn about intimacy through a lens of Torah, let's talk about it. Um, but you can't, you know, you can't observe what I'm doing in my bedroom, right? Um, but what Jimmy is doing in the show is letting people is 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 you know bringing his bedroom into the therapy room, right? Is 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 allowing his patients to. Uh, to to see those aspects of his life that is that are really inappropriate uh, um, as as boundaries and you know it, even even if we're, you're not a therapist maybe even more so if you're a, a rabbi because that has a, additional valences and layers to it that that uh, you know traditional therapy doesn't have uh, makes it maybe all the more inappropriate. Yeah, I think you're spot on. What I sort of wonder for clergy, um, I've had colleagues tell me. Um, and I, I acknowledge how how sort of gender normative this comment is, but that they never leave the house without a collared shirt on, um, right? Because it's all about that they need to present themselves in a certain way. Um, that if they wanted to go see a movie and it was an R-rated movie, you know, a little risque, maybe movie with brief nudity or a raunchy language, um, they would go two towns over so that they wouldn't bump into a congregant at that movie, lest the congregant sees that they also like the same humor or comedy or drama or whatever uh, that that's a normal person does. Um, so I do wonder about uh, if we don't share our authentic selves, then do we run the risk of, uh, of, of, you know, putting up a, a wall and barrier. Uh, Mike, you, you and I have talked before about there's a difference between having one Facebook account, let's say, um, and two, where one is a personal account and one is a professional account, and, and we share different versions of ourselves on the, those two accounts. Um, where, where is that balance, I, I would say, then, uh, as a clergy person, about sharing your authentic self, um, but also not allowing ourselves, which I think is the point that you're trying to get at, which I agree with, to carry over our own processing of emotions to carry over and in, in the work that we do with with uh, our community members. Well, listen, you know, why do we wear clothes at all in public, right? Uh, if, if not for the reason that like, there's a difference between uh, you know who, what we what we allow to be seen by those who are closest to us, uh, and and what we and what we're willing to show, and what's appropriate to reveal to the general public. So I think that 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 balance is 
is meaningful and important. I think that you know the the danger, of course, is uh, is is uh, hypocrisy, right? Are you living two lives? Right, one that is you know totally incompatible with the, what you're presenting, in, a, a private one that's totally incompatible with what you're presenting publicly. That I think is the the uh, the test and the challenge. I don't inherently have a problem with someone saying, "Listen, you know, I'm gonna have a personal Facebook account that's for like friends and family, right? Um, that like I because I want to I engage with them in different ways. I reveal different things to them that I'm willing." Uh, to or that I feel it's appropriate to reveal to my congregants in my congregation because that's my job because they you know congregants see their rabbis in particular ways whatever it is like I'm not inherently and then to have a, a professional account that that is what your you know what your congregants see your students see whatever like I I, I think that that's okay like I uh, I don't know I have uh, and I think that's actually important in this conversation uh, I think what the show is trying to do but maybe failing at doing um, is to normalize. Uh, therapy somewhat. I think it's it's worth in this conversation trying to normalize mental health care. Um, so I, I will say that I have regularly been uh, seen a therapist for, for many years, uh, and it's an important part of my life and, and my self-care. Um, and, you know, uh, I, uh, I don't know if my therapist is on social media. I would never friend my therapist on social media. And Does your therapist not listen to our podcast? <laughs> uh, I, TBD. I don't know. I got to ask her. Um, uh, and my and my therapist uh, doesn't, uh, you know, I, I suspect that my therapist would not accept my friend request on social media if she has an account and were I to ask her for it. And I think that that is uh, uh, reasonable, right? Like, uh, like, uh, like she does, she wouldn't want and I wouldn't want to, uh, to, to be that involved in her personal life and her, her personal journey. I don't think that that's an appropriate boundary. I, I think that, you know, if, if she was like a radically different person uh, than how she presents herself in therapy, such that it would uh, make make me call into question um, her authenticity as a therapist, like that's a different story. But I have no reason to believe that. Um, uh, I, I just as an aside, uh, because I've been watching the show, uh, I always, you know, like when I when I uh, uh, step into the room. I, you know, like ask her how she's doing, what's going on in her life. And, uh, and she always, you know, tells me like very sort of blase, generally like, like non-revealing, sometimes, you know, humorous, like things that are happening. She has a, she has a young child, whatever. Like we have children about the same age. Um, and the other day I was like, I was like, I need to ask you something, you know, do you like every day, uh, prepare like a couple of like quick anecdotes to answer, uh, patients uh, when they ask you how you're doing so that you like give them something, but that it's not too revealing. Uh, huh. She's like, maybe when I first started out, but I don't anymore. I kind of have a sense of what that line is. So I thought that was uh, um, interesting. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, so so to me, like, it's the reason we do this podcast, I think, or at least one of the reasons, in addition to it being fun for us, um, is, you know, we want to show people that, you know, Torah has something to say about uh that judaism has something to say about the world that we live in every right it's not just about what happens in the walls of the synagogue it's not just what's in a scroll right like it has wisdom to bear on how we encounter every aspect of our world including our pop culture and i think we also want to show that like you can be a normal person and be like a a, a committed and observant jew right and like those are compatible things um, so to me, um, I don't think that it's uh, it's not a part of how I would see my rabbinate, 
to like hide the fact that I go see R-rated in movies in in the movie theater. Um, uh, like I, you know, it would it may make me call into question like if I'm not willing to see this movie in a place where my congregants could see me, right? Should I be seeing it at all? Right. It's about if we're doing if you're doing something that you don't want congregants to see you doing, then should you be doing it? Because it's about who is your authentic self. You never right. Well, you may quote unquote clock out of rabbinic work, right? Because work uh, life balance is important. You never stop being a rabbi, um, right? That, that that's a part of who you are. Right. Um, I want to come back to something that you said, Mike, which I think is really important. Um, it's about really putting front and center, center, which I think this show tries to do as well. But the importance of of mental health care, uh, right? The the importance of of therapy. Um, it used to be shunned. It used to be seen as bad. It used to be seen as negative. Um, and, and the same way that I was taught in the first day of rabbinical school that every rabbi needs a rabbi, uh, right? That especially uh, if you have something, especially if in your life you are taking on a burden and a load of somebody else, whether that's a family member, whether that is in your professional career, um, we all need the opportunity to talk to somebody, to process with somebody, and to uh, share our load uh, with somebody because otherwise it, it, that that burden is too heavy for us to carry by ourselves. Yeah, I think that that's absolutely right. Uh, you know, I wouldn't necessarily go so far as to say that every person needs to do therapy or needs a, a therapist, um, but I do think that every person needs to acknowledge that, uh, you know, their 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 brain is a part of their body. Uh, and in the same way that you that I think Torah would call us to care for our body, to care for our health and, and well-being, um, that it also means that we need to be mindful of our of our mental health and our mental wellness. Uh, and, you know, for for some people, uh, hopefully that looks like uh, 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 therapy, at least trying it um, uh, for other people. It may not be. But uh, but but I think that, uh, you know, to to really um uh, to really care for ourselves, we can't ignore uh, our, our our mental wellness. Um, uh, and again, that may look different for other people, but so long as you recognize that, like this is an important part of uh, of, of taking care of yourself uh, and uh, and you know self care uh, in in every aspect of self care is important, right? Torah says. Uh, how can you love your neighbor if you don't love yourself? Right? How can you care for your neighbor if you don't care for yourself? Um, uh, you know, the Mishnah goes, uh, you know, builds on that. Right? It says, you know, if 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 I'm not for myself, who will be for me? But if I'm for myself alone, what am I? Right? And a lot of people, especially if you you know are in help professions, but really just everybody, because we have human compassion, we're we're not bad at the if I'm for myself alone, what am I? Um, but a lot of us. Are, are less good if uh with the if I am not for myself who will be for me sure. um and uh and so I, I you know uh I I doubt that the maybe one of the goals of the show I doubt it's uh effective at getting people to recognize that uh but hopefully the conversation that we're having based on the show uh will will encourage people to do to take that more seriously and to do more with it so, Mike, what do you uh, again? No, no spoilers ahead of, of the most recent episode. We, we don't know what comes next uh, in, for the show. What do you want to see hap- happen next? Um, yeah, well, I, I'd like to see some, you know, uh, 
professional or personal accountability for uh for for Jimmy um I, you know I uh, uh obviously he's not directly responsible for uh the uh crime that has been perpetrated uh under his uh uh guidance with his you know sort of like implied blessing even if he was being a little bit tongue in cheek about it spoiler alert yeah um uh, I, I'm trying not to give away too much about what that is, but uh, 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 but nevertheless, I mean, he's he's got to take some at least personal responsibility uh, for that and and do some real soul searching about his approach to his profession. Um, I, you know, I'd like to see uh, uh, some uh, uh, challenges emerge uh, in his relationship with with Sean uh, based on the boundary blurring that he's allowed to to happen. Um, you know, I. Uh, I, I, I'd like to, uh, I'm not crazy about the nature of the relationship that is developing between Jimmy and Gabby. Um, uh, I I don't fully buy it. I don't necessarily think it's like good or healthy for either of them. I would like to see that, uh, um, uh, explored and unpacked. Um, So, right. You said not good or healthy, but both of them dealing with their own grief, loss of a loved one and uh, recent divorce, uh, potentially uh, normal that somebody makes uh, bad um, romantic decisions uh, as they are uh, in the process of grief. Right. But I have to, I have, you know, they, they have to at least, uh, there's gotta be something that, that enables them to come to realize that like it, it, that, that it was, um, that what they're doing, they're deluding themselves into thinking that this is a healthy step for both of them. Um, and, and so I think that that's important. Um, I hope that Brian gets killed off. I think he's a, an insufferable character. Um, that's Michael Yuri's uh, character who's, uh, Jimmy's uh, best friend in the show was once estranged and now is not, they glossed over that journey way too quickly. Uh, and, uh, and so I, you know, that didn't work quite well for me. Um, and I just, you know, more Harrison Ford. Uh, I, I just, I love him in the show. Um, and I want to see, you know, uh, his dynamic with his daughter unpacked and explored more, um, his, his journey with his family, um, uh, and his, you know, health journey in it. Uh, you know, I think the more the show can, uh, focus on Harrison Ford, the stronger the show is going to be. Um, I think, I think that's a great, great point, you know, um, uh, for our, our listeners, some may not be aware of that. I just returned from a short sabbatical. Um, Mike, uh, you spent time on, on a short sabbatical over the summer. Uh, and one of the things that that I came out of sabbatical um, understanding and appreciating the importance of is that work-life balance, um, and that, that family care. One of the things that was sort of highlighted by me uh, in the show or, or highlighted for me in the show was uh, the dynamic between Harrison Ford uh, and his adult daughter um, as because work was always more important than family. Um, and, and we see uh, the, dynam- the dynamic between Jimmy and Alice. Um, part of it is because of how they process grief or didn't in a healthy manner uh, is partially because I think the role that work played and plays inviting Sean to live with him, for example, uh, before figuring out what his own daughter's needs are, what his family's needs are, what his role and responsibility as a father is. Um, and you know what I hope evolves throughout the show is much more of an appreciation uh, of um, family um, and responsibility of family, which I think goes hand in hand with self-care uh, be- before work, because um, I think that that's really important. And then finally, uh, I worry that while well, the show puts 
the importance of mental health care front and center. It, it tries to destigmatize therapy um, with the way that Jimmy ha has has changed his practices. Um, we've yet to see, uh, you know, success with, with, with flying colors. Um, Right, Sean is not living with his family because of his violence, and even when he's doing well, then then he you know beats somebody up. Uh, we thought that Grace had left her her abusive partner, and then turns out she never actually did. Like right, those sort of things that you see throughout the show. Um, maybe it's telling us that therapy is a, an ongoing process. Uh, that that is not just like okay, I solved everything, I'm good. That part of therapy is that that it's constant and ongoing. Um, but in order to really destigmatize therapy for so many who I think could benefit from the process, uh, the, I hope the show will, will show more positive results of therapy. Yeah, right. I I, I agree with that, and I, I hope that's true because you know I think that the 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 way the show portrays therapy, uh, I, I think what they're what they're trying to do is is normalize it and destigmatize it, uh, but by you know, showing these sort of antics that Jimmy's getting into, uh, the the you know the 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 personal flaws and failings of the therapists and how it's impacting uh, their work as therapy, I think reinforces um, a, you know a stereotype or criticism uh, that's often leveled at therapy that like you know, therapists you know don't know what they're doing. They're like in no position to to help you you know guide live your life better because they're as you know, uh, broken as you are, they're as flawed as you are, right? So, so don't put your trust in them because, uh, um, you know. So, uh, I think about uh, the uh, the great must have been ninety one or ninety two movie. What about Bob with Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfus, uh, where Richard Dreyfus plays a therapist and Bill Murray plays uh, one of his patients. What uh, about who, Bob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who who uh, who sort of uh, worms his way into the hearts of his family, but reveals the therapist you know Richard Dreyfuss's therapist uh uh father uh to be you know the most in need of therapy of, of sure. everyone and I I love that movie I think it's a funny movie and a great movie but it also I think you know hits on this stereotype that like you know therapists are um are are uh, snake oil salesmen right they're they're, they're shysters uh that they're you know pro pro projecting an image of you know uh being able to help you with your life, even though they haven't got theirs figured out perfectly well. And I think that, you know, what the show, what the show's premise is, is to say, no, therapists can be good therapists and also be flawed people. Um, but I don't think that the show has gotten there yet. Well, let's uh, wait and see where the show gets to and what comes next. Uh, let us know what you think of Shrinking. As we said, renewed for a second season on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, and be sure to comment, rate, and review, uh, and share your Torah with us. Until next time, I am Rabbi Jesse Olitsky. And I'm Rabbi Michael Knopf. Take care.